Tony, Tony, Tony. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Good Christ yeah. on a bike. Um, I. That's not it, man. Yeah, it's, that's it's not a good look. That's not it. TK. That is, uh, yeah, um, yeah. We're not going to talk <laughs> a lot about it because it's not our place. It's not our lane. Um, yeah, for sure. I will just say, like, obviously, we're not going to talk about too much about the race aspects of it, but just just purely based off uh, PR or a CEO or like a company aspect of it or even just basic criticism level, mm-hmm. you need to be able to take warranted and justified criticism, even if you don't think it is, because you're never going to think criticism. You're always going to get your back up against about criticism when mm-hmm. it comes at you. But as somebody who went to art school twice, that's part of what we learn is how to, criticize people and how to be criticized and how to take that criticism and use some of it don't use some of it but never ever get defensive like that yeah never and not on twitter not as a ceo not when you have all the power Mm -hmm. not when you can just like the world is now coming down on big swole and it's Mm -hmm. disgusting yeah It, it is really gross um, people are saying she played the race car. Like, no, fuck you. It's legitimate criticism. Yes. Um, you don't throw... What she did is no different, and she didn't do anything wrong. Let me just get that, that out of the way. What she did in that interview is no different than what Kenny Omega did when he left New Japan, what John Moxley did when he left WWE, what FTR did when they left WWE, what fucking anybody did when they left WWE. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. Nobody has an issue then. So just listen. Just mm-hmm. listen. Because this isn't a uh this isn't a topic that's new. This isn't a topic no. that people haven't been talking about. Um it's but it's been a topic that Tony at the very beginning was deflecting and now, or at the very beginning was accepting. And he said, call me out on it later. If, if I'm not doing well, well, you're not doing well. Mm-hmm. He is doing better, but he's not doing well. But I will just say on what people should be doing is listening to the voices of that community that have been talking for a long time. Listen to Darius Lockhart, listen to Grapsity, who had a great podcast today in which I'm literally just in the middle of listening to. It's on yeah, YouTube. I'm going to start it. They have Sean Dean have. comes on it, who mm-hmm. has his own thoughts on the matter, so we should listen to them. Um, Public Enemies, Rich Fans Amazing, Tiger Driver 9X has thoughts, DDT Divas has thoughts, and fucking listen, actually listen and understand what Big Swole's saying. Yeah. Because she was not hostile at all. At all. Like, she's At even all. said that her and Tony were in good terms, and then he tweeted all that. It's like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Criticism is not hate. No. That's what people have to understand. Criticism is not hate. She said that in good faith. That is good faith criticism. And I'm leaving it there. That's it. That's mm-hmm. done. 
listen to the voices yeah. in that community. They've been talking for over a year now, and it's yeah, been yeah. ignored. Yes. Or yeah, we're for the most we're part. two two white dudes in our thirties, so yep. we can't really. That's it. That's done. Say much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just listen to the people that it affects. And unfortunately, yeah. we're going to have to double back around on it because we're talking about dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, there's another weird segment. That's what I thought was going to be the spiciest thing we were going to talk about on this episode until last night. Brandy and Lambert. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Hire more people within the company <laughs> from different perspectives, please. Yes. Yes. Please. Yes. yes. Please. Yes, that's that's the best way to fix problems like that's, this. That's what you do. <laughs> Consultant. Mm-hmm. Consultants. Mm-hmm. Hire consultants. <laughs> Please. For this sure. doesn't happen. Anyways, moving on. Palette cleanser. Let's mm-hmm. get into our of the year lists. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to start with wrestlers of the year, and then we're going to go into match of, the, match of the year. I'll start with my own. for Actually, yeah, I'll start with my own first, and I'll go in reverse order. Um, I only have one tag team on here, which is interesting. I tend to, for wrestlers of the year, tend to be heavy on the singles. <laughs> but FTR are, is my only oh, yeah. tag team of the year, which is funny because for a lot of the year, it was like the first half of the year, it's like, ah, FTR ain't really hitting like they were before. But yeah. right now, they're just, they're everything they're I a... want. They're, yeah. they're tag team perfected. <laughs> that they, they can literally do everything. They yeah. can do the slow match. They can do the fast match. They can do the fucking weapons match. They can do the high octane PWG match. They can do, they can make the flippy guys look better. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Trisha Dora, who, in my, unfortunately, I didn't watch a ton of her stuff this year, but I know how big a year she had. Oh yeah, and I know how large and important she was unfortunately for the future of ring of honor mm-hmm. um yeah towards the end there they were really building their their women's division yeah, she, around she her, was going to be a major and she was but mm-hmm. a major major star for them the problem is people stopped watching ring of honor mm-hmm. is just that is what it is and it's unfortunate because they were probably like when we're talking if we talk about ethical and equitable and places with representation ring of honor did it best and nobody was paying attention yeah yeah so that's that's the sad thing about it is they were on their last days and they were actually doing some of the most like representative stuff and it just no one was yeah watching. they're they're uplifting the indies to a huge level like i don't know <laughs> if trisha dora or roxy or whoever like a lot of these women that came in off the Indy, I don't even know if they had contracts, but they yeah. were winning belts. They were on TV every week. They were mm-hmm. like, they were in a position to succeed and it was good to see. And she had a hell of a two years kind of, this is sort of like she, you could say wrestler of the pandemic and mm-hmm. say Trisha Dora. And that would be, you couldn't argue it. Yeah. Um, next guy on my list, Dante Martin. Fucking oh, need yeah. I say more. He blew up. He blew everybody's mind. He's one of the most over guys in the most over company mm-hmm. in in wrestling. Um, just incredible stuff. And he's so young. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I imagine he'll be on these lists for many more years to come. The next guy on my list, shocking, and I love it. Matt Cardona. Yeah. God damn, what a career revitalization. <laughs> like hell of a hell of a pivot for that guy. Especially with when he, he tried to do it with AW and kind of failed. It <laughs> didn't work. And then the shit like this stuff he did with GCW is incredible. And you'll see yeah. him pop up on my match of the year, match mm-hmm. of the year list. Like the stuff he did with, uh, with Nick Cage, and then with uh, Effie, with Effie and Alley Cat, just mm-hmm. incredible stuff. And even the stuff he's doing with his wife, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I think they just got married with, with Chelsea Green. Really good mm-hmm. stuff. Like uh, both in GCW and in Impact. Mm-hmm. Great. Like he's. He's awesome. Like really, really well done on his part. And just like just using the hate. Mm-hmm. Just like soaking in that hate from the fans and using it in a positive way to make all of our lives better. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, next guy, Lee Moriarty, very much in the vein of Trisha Dore in the sense that it's sort of like he's in that wrestler of the pandemic category. Mm-hmm. Arguably had a better 2020 than 2021 kind of kind of blends it's like a two-year thing for him um only because like he was at the very top of the indies in 2020 and then in 2021 he started showing up different places where he was no longer the big fish anymore mm-hmm. so his he was lower on those i don't want to say totem pole i don't like that phrase <laughs> lower on the yeah team. he was lower in the pecking order um mm-hmm. Uh, like when he, let's say, when he went to MLW, he was a guest. When he went to PWG, he uh, he got put in his place by Jonathan Gresham. When he went mm-hmm. to uh, AEW, like he's not he's not the star yet, but he will be, mm-hmm. and I can't he wait. Be, yeah. Um, but yeah, really excited for what's to come for Lee Moriarty. Daniel Garcia is my next guy. Holy shit, what a year! Yeah, just everyone wants to wrestle. Daniel Garcia lately, and it's awesome. He's all over the place. He's getting the the big moments on TV. He's getting main events on TV. He's wrestling the who's who of the indies. Like he's signed, and people are still wanting to sign dream matches against him. And again, like everyone else, he's I think he's twenty two. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He's twenty two, yeah. and he had a career. He had a career ending car crash mm-hmm. like two years ago. When did you start wrestling? What the fuck? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like this guy is just incredible. Love him. Next person, Ma- Masha Slamovich. You can't look at Twitter without seeing without seeing someone posting about Masha Slamovich. Yeah, her gifts are all over Twitter of her just dropping fools on their heads and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she she's incredible. She's mm-hmm. incredible. That's all I will say. And she's literally she is. The, she's like the female equivalent of Daniel Garcia. Everyone's wrestling her. Everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believe is signed to Impact. I believe oh, she, that's cool. I believe she I signed there that's a few cool. months ago. Um, yeah, AEW missed, missed on that one. Because they had her on Dark, and they gave her big spots. But I believe she uh, she went somewhere else, and justifiably so. Honestly. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're looking for, from a creative aspect... 
for for women, impact is a better spot for them. Mm-hmm. Not for the eyes, but for the uh, sort of creative how they use their women, the mm-hmm. representation of their women, the amount of time they have on their show comparatively. Yeah, it's uh, again coming back to the issue that Swole was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it again wasn't just race; it was how they use the women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how you get on TV. That's an aspect that was missed is that people really have to um, pitch their ideas themselves and go to bat for themselves. And like Tony's not writing for you. You have to come to him sometimes. And Mm -hmm. that's not always a good thing. It's a double. Yeah. Which, which is what, um, and Helico and Jack Evans have talked about before too. Yeah. They've talked about it. Um, Santana and Ortiz have talked about it, and not in a negative light, but they mm-hmm. just say that uh, they've said that. They said, like, it's fair, like, everyone has the opportunity to do that, but if you come with an idea that isn't as good as the other idea, they're going to go with the other idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's a uh, not everyone can, su- can succeed in that environment. Yes. And uh, yeah. so, but it's sort of like, I don't know. That's where signing all these people is tough because you're going to have people like Joey Janellen's Sunny Kiss, for example, that are just mm-hmm. going to get lost. Anyways, we're never, never going to get to your list if I keep doing this. <laughs> I don't even know how I got there. Next person, Eddie Kingston. Did this man even win a match in 2021? Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's no, number he's three just, on my list. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know. He's captured everyone's hearts. Like you could tell the crowd too. Like his crowd reactions lately have been crazy. Yeah, he just, stuff, he just kind of transcends wrestling. He It feels like you're just watching something real. Mm-hmm. Something real and something enjoyable. And yeah, it's just, it's very tangible. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a fleeting thing. Like, he, it's it's really great stuff. Then, my favorite wrestler of all time, Kenny Omega. Number two on my list. Yeah. If you had asked me that a month ago, I'd say you're crazy that I don't have him on number one. And if you ask me tomorrow, he might be number one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. And then, oh, you might hear a little water here from from my pipes. Um, then Brian Danielson is my number one. And oh, yeah. I can explain that later <laughs> as to why he <laughs> is. Um, yeah. The, and the real reason is my match of the year list. He just shows mm-hmm. up so many times. Yeah, so it's on mine. You can't like not five be times, number one like if he yeah. shows up that many times. It's just that's just mm-hmm. how it is. All right, yeah. on to your list. Uh, uh, my list is pretty much the same as yours. So I've <laughs> uh, Jonathan Gresham on mine, just like the tail end of the year. Yeah, and it's more like looking into the future, like he's doing his own company and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing him a lot more places. Yes, now that Ring of Honor's finished. And then also I've been Norris Suzuki just solely for his U.S. tour that he had in the fall mm-hmm. was just like that was career stuff from him. It was just awesome. And uh, yeah, that, that's the only other two that oh, are wow. different. Mm-hmm. Really? Interesting. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Because I was just going off of like who I saw on Twitter and like matches I really liked and wrestlers that always popped me and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I never really followed uh, uh, Masha Slamovich before. You always talked about her. And then I started seeing her, like her suplexes and stuff on 
online and stuff. And I was like, all right, this just they're, just they're crazy cool. yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, just incredible stuff. You can't look, you can't not see her right now. She's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see. Like sometimes somebody just blows up to a to mm-hmm. a point where they're undeniable. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's go to match of the year. I'll start from the bottom again. Surprising one. Um, this is was that main event with. If I have the members of the people who are in this match wrong, please correct me because uh, there's a couple of guys. I'm actually not quite sure if they were in it, but this this was the uh, the eight man tag between Cody, Pac, Lucha Bros. I think Andrade, mm-hmm. Black, and FDR. Did I get that all yep. right? Yep. That yep. match was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. For what it was, was perfect. I loved every second of it. I loved mm-hmm. every second of that match, and I don't. And you'll you'll hear me groan whenever a huge multi man match is announced. I'm just like, oh, this is throwaway. They're just going to do some spots. It's not going to be. It's going to be too chaotic. And it was coming off the back of a bad pay per view with mm-hmm. two thirds. It's pretty much the same match. match. Yeah. This was this was so good. They perfected it, and I loved every second of it. The other mm-hmm. one, another, this is a surprising one as well, because it's the impact it had on the company and in the industry, not very big. And this is good. Uh, fair warning, this is going to be a very AEW heavy list, because mm-hmm. obviously that's what I watch. Um, Moriarty and Seidel versus Leo and Dante. Mm-hmm. I love that match. It's it's a sleeper hit for me. Um it was just, it was so unique. The styles that were on display there, you do not really see. Because you, you have guys with lucha, lucha influence, you have guys with WWE influence, you've got uh, Joshi influence in there. Just, these are four of the most unique wrestlers you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Wrestling in a match and just how their styles just completely complemented each other. I loved it, and I thought within AEW, that was um, both... Leo doesn't really need a coming out, but it was Moriarty's coming out party, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's where people were yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. Because his yeah. style just worked so well with these high-flying guys, because Moriarty's not a flyer. No, no, he's a technical dude. And this match, too, I remember um, watching with my wife, and um, if, if a match can... Because my wife just kind of sits next to me when yeah. we're watching wrestling, you know. If if she can look up and like actually start paying attention, and she did that during this match, and she's like, "Wow, all these guys are amazing." That's mm-hmm. you, you know something pretty crazy. Absolutely. Then we had Sheeta versus Deep Two. This is my favorite of their trilogy. Was the second one? Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, it that was match excellent. Ruled. I thought I actually think the weakest of their trilogy was the third. Mm-hmm. I thought the first one was also very very good, but the crowd was shit, so it kind of. Mm-hmm. It was an upsetting watch for that reason, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that if the crowd doesn't react the way it does, sometimes my my brain just gets really unhappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a dissonance there, and I I just I'm fixating on the crowd, not pulling their weight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the second one was amazing. Uh, that was Sheeta's big, or that was Deeb's big turn. Mm-hmm. Big heel turn yeah. was in that match with the trophy. Yeah, because that was the. 50th win, right? That would have been yeah. Cheetah's 50. Yeah. Great stuff. Loved it. Kingston versus Punk. Fuck, that was just a mm-hmm. brawl. I loved it. Yeah. That shot of them 
giving each other the middle fingers was amazing. Mm-hmm. How Kingston started the match with the uh, with the shuriken was so good. It's just incredible, and just how they got to that match with the two with the one promo and then the the backstage pull apart in the parking mm-hmm. lot. Just yeah, just expert <laughs> stuff. Like just I'll, making something great out of nothing. Yeah, I'll never forget Kingston running through the parking lot and people trying to hold him back. That was like one of the best visuals ever in wrestling. It's so funny, <laughs> and he just him just getting tackled into the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, then we have Cardona versus Nick Gage. That is just something special. Probably yeah. one of, if not my favorite, indie match of all time. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Like especially the ending after Cardona won, and just the reaction from the crowd. Like you don't see heat like that no, too much this anymore. Is, this is uh, this is original ECW. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah. back to or this is like. Yeah, or like when the New World Order first formed and yeah. the fans just started throwing trash in the ring. <laughs> yeah, this is this was legit. This was legit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cardona got so fucked up in this match. Yeah, yeah. Big shouts out to Cardona for doing a hardcore match with Nick Gage, or a death match with Nick Gage. And he knew he was going to bleed too because he wore all white in the match. Yeah. He knew what he was getting into. I do, I do really respect um, people who put themselves out of their comfort zones to deliver mm-hmm. things like that. And sometimes that's just a bucket list for them. Like they're just like, I yeah, want to yeah. do this once. The funny thing though, is this all started because Nick Cage didn't know who he was on Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah, Cardona made an MDK shirt. Yeah. yeah. And Nick Cage was like, who the fuck is this Cardona guy? Why is he stealing yeah. my shit? Yeah. <laughs> and who knows, maybe they had been talking to each other and that was how they were going to start it. it yeah, maybe really good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Another one that, I mean, it did get a lot of talk, but people didn't, uh, maybe not that many people saw it because it was on the indies, was more was Lee Moriarty versus Wheeler Yuta, 45-minute mm-hmm. match where Wheeler Yuta, I think Wheeler had already beat him for the title, and mm-hmm. this was um, Yuta defending the title, I think, I can't, can't quite remember, no, I think this was uh, Yuta winning the title off of Moriarty, it was really good. It was awesome. This was this was the match that really convinced me that Yuta was something special, and we still have not seen that special mm-hmm. in AW. I'm waiting for them to do that. I think we're going to get it in a match with Trent. Uh, Wheeler mm-hmm. Yuta versus Trent. Oh, yeah, and that's definitely coming. We have <laughs> not, we've only like seen like half of his offense. We haven't mm-hmm. seen his finisher. He has, an, he has an incredible finisher that he it's either a submission, and when he when it's like a 45 minute match, he's like, okay, I need to do something special. He can drop you on your head in the finisher Mm -hmm. or in the submission. And that's how he beat Moriarty in that match. It's the Uta lock. It's really cool. Mm Kind of looks like a sex move. Maybe that's why they (laughs) don't use it. (laughs) Haven't used it yet. It kind of looks like a fucking standing 69 or whatever, but it's cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Awesome. I highly suggest watching it. It's, it's worth paying for that event alone okay then we have shingo versus Cobb. i did not forget about this one yeah. this match is great it happened from Wrestle kingdom night ago. one yeah pretty much <laughs> um and is honestly kind of like after that kind of i kind of stopped watching new japan because it just wasn't very fun although mm-hmm. they're 
their strong stuff has been interesting. I've been yeah, especially that. now that they got crowds back. Yeah, and what's his name? Um, Jonah, I think, is going to mm-hmm. be huge for that company. If, yeah. if they can get him to Japan, and I don't like comparing people, but Japan sort of has archetypes that mm-hmm. they love. They love the Stan Hansons. They love the Vaders. They love the the Dr. Deaths. Mm-hmm. He's that for them. He's that yeah. guy. And they've been missing that guy for years. They had Elgin. Elgin was kind of in that mode, in that mold mm-hmm. as well. But they love those guys there. And Jonah fits to a T. And I can't wait. Okay, moving mm-hmm. on. Suzuki versus Danielson. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Just, yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we all saw it. We've talked about it. Just one of the, uh, one of the more unique matches you'll see in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, Britt versus Rosa. Yeah, that match was That's awesome. My number two. That match is so good. That's the best both of them have looked in AW, I mm-hmm. think. Definitely Britt. Um, mm-hmm. Very good stuff. And then finally, my number one is Kenny versus Danielson. So I only have nice. one Kenny match on here. I don't know if that's because I'm forgetting his matches, but that says something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this is a good year. I'll, uh, you want me to go into mine now? Oh, please. Okay, so my uh, bottom of the list is Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Okay, there just, you go. Good to see just some mainly WWE in here. Yeah, there's I have two WWE matches. Uh, this one just is a really good match, but mainly just for like the history of it and stuff. It was really cool to see. Uh, next is um, AJ Gray versus Billy Dixon in a pup collar match from oh, Effie's Big yeah. Gay Weekend. The promo or Big Gay Brunch. This match was yeah. Honestly, that promo from Billy Dixon made me cry. It was yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, this and this match was like because Effie's Big Gay Brunch. It's usually not brutal, but this match was like just insanely brutal. And uh, yeah, we're both big fans of AJ Gray. So Put Billy on the map too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, next, uh, it's only down this low because it recently happened, but that's Danielson versus Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, even their on hour long. Yeah, yeah, it's their hour long draw. Uh, that match was just, yeah, just everything I love about Brian Danielson. Yep, just he took control of the whole match. The whole time, it was awesome. Can't say enough good things. Uh, next one is uh, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. I just, I don't even think that match is that long, but I just love that match. Uh, I and that I even happened. like it. Danielson has yeah. had so many great matches. I know. I forgot they happened. That's why he's my wrestler of the year. <laughs> yeah, he's on my list five times for <laughs> matches of the year. So that's why he's also my wrestler of the year. But yeah, that match was awesome. And I even like the Mox interview where he was trying to hype up Kingston. He's like, you see that guy right there? He's a tofu eating shop, uh, whole food shopping, go kick his ass. And he's like, I fired Kingston up. He's like, I fucking love wrestling and stuff like that. So all that backstage stuff was awesome. And then the match was just awesome. It's just two dudes beating the shit out of each other. Speaking of two dudes beating the shit out of each other was uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Shingo Takagi in the G1. I forget what night it was. But if you like lariats and dudes no selling and big beefy dudes running into each other, that is the match for you. Apparently it's, people uh, really... do not like no selling. Apparently people yeah, do yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, just don't watch but, uh, some dudes in Japan. Shingo's but... <laughs> the only guy I like it from. Mm-hmm. Or no, not yeah. Shingo, sorry. Ishii. Ishii, yeah. yeah. A, he, it makes sense. He pops up out of defiance and then falls mm-hmm. down. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Uh, and then next is uh, a match you had, uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. That match is a classic and 
which is so good and uh yeah loved it uh next is the other wwe match i had it's a uh, walter Vazili dragon off two mm-hmm. uh from their nxt takeover the mm-hmm. those two guys have amazing chemistry and probably one of the best wwe matches i've seen in i don't know even know how long that i actually match haven't seen in. that match yeah you should it's no, I, it's I, really I, good i watched their uh was it did they have a match at PWG? they had one last year they had one in pwg That's and then the they one had seen. yeah yeah then they had uh one at last year right before the pandemic or maybe right at the beginning of the pandemic. But this one was from this year. It was really good. I don't... It's in that new area where they tape NXT, and I don't think the crowd truly appreciated no. what they were watching. Uh, next is uh, Shingo Takage versus Jeff Cobb from about a year ago. It was my match of the year up until this next match that I'm going to list, uh, which was Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks in the cage oh, match. Shit, I, that didn't even make my list. Yeah, yeah. That match was just insane. That was my match of the year, and I was like, shit, I don't know what's topping that. And then the next match came up, and it was Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, which was your match of the year. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what's topping that. And then the next match, um, which it's no surprise if you know my favorite wrestlers, it's Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. And just that match was just incredible. It's two of my top three favorite wrestlers ever beating the hell out of each other. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The crowd in Miami was super hot for that match. Like, they were going nuts for everything. Just, I loved the chain wrestling because it's different than like the the super flowy chain wrestling is more like you'd see in like an actual like mixed martial arts fight of like mm-hmm. going for just whatever appendage is clear. Yeah. 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 It's just really good. You could tell both of them loved it. So yeah, that's, those are my matches. And like I said, Brian Danielson's in five of my 10. So that's why he's also my wrestler of the year. <laughs> Cause he just came out of WWE and said, all right, you guys have missed this. So here you go. Good stuff. I think these are uh, these are some pretty. I like that our. It was interesting that our wrestlers of the year were the same, generally, mm-hmm. and then yeah. our matches of the year were very different. Yeah, very. Yeah, different. there's some I wish I would have could have had room for, like the Sheeta Deeb and the Cardona Nick Cage. Those matches really good. I have I saw the what other matches? Yeah, yeah, those two, and then uh, after going through this list we need to do an honorable mention for wrestler of the year to Nick Gage. Cause he showed up on dynamite, which is still one of the craziest things mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> and here's the thing. Had I had what happened yesterday on Twitter, not happened. The, um, that match that the women had last night between TJ or Ty J and Penelope Ford and uh, uh-huh. Allie might have made my list it almost made mine i watched it this morning i wasn't gonna watch it because i was like uh, i'm kind of mad at yeah i'm uh, tony Khan right now and then i saw nyla rose's tweet where she was like you know there's a lot to think about but these women they gave it their all so we should support them so i was like all right i'll watch this match that's the only thing i watched from last night and that the match is it is something to watch it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, they like they did something special. It's on. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It's on the level of Brit versus Rosa, but it's yeah. not going to get that respect. Partly because mm-hmm. it's on Rampage, and mm-hmm. also partly because of the all the Twitter, shit. Right? it happened on a day where nobody. I shouldn't say nobody's happy about AEW, but like even lots of like diehard AEW fans like us are like. Mm-hmm. Man, fuck you guys right now. I don't yeah, want to yeah. think about you. 
like thinking about you is making me upset. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just felt kind of sad. I was like, yeah, Damn. like I, I didn't want to watch. I, I didn't turn on my TV. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm yeah, not. Wa- I watched it this morning because I felt like I had to for this podcast, and uh, I felt like I had to just because everyone was talking about it. I was like, okay, I should watch this, or I'm not going to. And mm-hmm. that's what's happened the past few weeks with Rampage. I'm like, oh, people really like, like I didn't watch the Kingston versus Garcia match. Those are two of my <laughs> favorite wrestlers. They're all my top 10 favorite wrestlers. And <laughs> I didn't watch it because I just, uh, I don't know if it passes me by. So I, I just won't go back. Yeah, I understand that. It's, it's uh, like, if especially like weekly wrestling shows, like pay-per-views is one thing to go back and watch, but like a weekly show, it's kind of hard to go back and like, yeah, be in the mood to watch it after you haven't watched it. Yeah, I'm not doing. It. I'm a, I'm a live guy. I like to watch mm-hmm. it live, and then I won't I won't watch it again. I don't I don't rewatch things like with movies mm-hmm. too. Like there are movies that I've bought that I just have not watched a second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to Dynamite, and th- this was this was a weird one. Yeah, I saw someone say this is like a, a New Japan Road 2 show because of all the tag matches they had on this show. Yeah. When I saw the card, I was like, oh, trios titles are coming. Because mm-hmm. they had four of the biggest tri- new trios mm-hmm. in the company facing off with each other. And I don't think that's an accident. Um, but yeah, very like very New Japan in that respect. Um mm-hmm. Also, I found, I should just get this out of the way early. I found that the, uh, it's like, Daly's place is, it's a double-edged sword. It's so unique. Mm-hmm. That night sounded amazing. Some nights it doesn't sound amazing. It's interesting because of the weirdness. They either mic'd it right or Jacksonville was so excited to have them back. Um, yeah. But the uh, the production guys, like the guys filming it, seemed like they were having a hard time with the layout because it's so different. Yeah. And they, they weren't used to it. Like, they missed a bunch of spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. also, I found that some of the wrestlers at times weren't used to where the hard cam was. Mm-hmm. Like, where it is, like, in relation to the fans. And another thing, just for viewing, it's strange to not be looking at the fans. Because mm-hmm. we're not looking at the fans when we're watching yeah. it. Like, we're, like, the fans are all behind you. Because mm-hmm. that's where the hard cam is, I believe. Sort yeah, of. there's like yeah. one row of fans up on that little stage thing. Yeah, it's, where it's, the hard cam is. it's a weird watch sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool, but like, it's sometimes it's off putting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I, when I go back to Daily's Place, I miss the pandemic setup <laughs> of Daily's Place. Well, the pandemic setup, I think it was better. Mm-hmm. It was a better setup, but it was without fans. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a double edged sword because wrestling without fans it just just looks strange. Like I mm-hmm. felt like in for a lot of these matches, based off of where they were wrestling, you're just work, looking at a black wall behind them, and that wasn't interesting at all. And I thought it mm-hmm. negatively affected some of those matches, specifically the Jade versus Rosa match. They were battling outside for an extended period of time, and the background was just the fucking stage wall. Mm-hmm. And it was like, eh, yeah, this is boring. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to it. JR is back. That was cool. I'm happy. He's, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. He's good. He's cancer free. Yeah. He got a big Fuck cancer. I feel yeah. I'm happy for him. Um, 
I'm also happy that he's going to stop posting gross leg pictures on Twitter. Radiation burn (laughs) photos. God damn. It still looks like you have it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every time I'd scroll through, I'm like, oh my God. Looks like raw meat. Fucking raw meat that's gone bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just sitting out on the side. Glad you're back, JR. Fucking don't wear only wear pants, please. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first match was Jurassic Express. Christian and Lucha Rose versus Hardy, Private Party, and FTR. Weird, weird mix on the heels. Did they line. announce this before hand? Because I don't uh, remember this being announced. Day of okay, okay. kind of a rush build. Yeah, eh, not. It's more for Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros. Yeah, continue their story. The crowd was super loud. FTR was so special in this match. They just are so special. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an incredible gag where Christian was doing the mounted punches on Cash, and Dax ran up to, to break it up on the apron, and he did the first five, the first five punches yeah. on, on Cash and then hit Dax with the next three, and Dax's yeah. head was popping back, and then he went to finish it off on Cash. Like, these mm-hmm. guys, I love them because they're so serious, but they make the comedy aspects mm-hmm. um, that much better because they really sell it. Yeah. Like how how uh, Dax sold those three punches on the apron was like Looney Tunes, and it was mm-hmm. the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, He's a really they're really good straight men for the comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I loved Hardy seamlessly uh, taking the spot in the gin and juice. To hit the they, side that effect. was awesome. I really like that a lot. That was really cool. I popped for that. Um, if uh, it's it's is this Private Party's first match back too? Because I know one of them had been hurt, so that was yeah. Cool to, um, they're both back. Mark Quinn was off for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they ever just get rid of the whole uh, Hardy House, whatever the hell that HFO. group's called, HFO, they just need to do Hardy Party again because I like those three guys together. They're they're, they're really better. Good group. It was it was yeah. a better group, more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the thing with like when, HFO. They're not cohesive at all. Yeah. They're yeah. just like we don't know what to do with these three teams. Let's just all put mm-hmm. them together with Hardy yeah. so he can gnash his teeth. Mm-hmm. It's strange. But yeah, whenever it was just them and uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party, I liked it, especially whenever he had a Private Party dress in like 90s Hardy boys. That was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um Private Party did a cool flipping DDT counter of a Gord Buster. Mm-hmm. From uh, from the Lucha Bros, which was just really fucking cool. Luchasaurus was a dino possessed. He destroyed the yeah. whole team. He even um, sold a, a double low blow. Yeah, that's awesome. He's really become like a quite the hot tag. Like the crowd even like will start chanting for Luchasaurus too oh, yeah. and stuff. It's really good. He's the best hot tag in the company. It's been over mm-hmm. since day one. Yeah. Um. As I said, there was some missed um missed spots in this which i thought it kind of added to it it was it was like the it couldn't be contained and this hat was happening all night so it felt very kinetic like there was a lot of Mm -hmm. kinetic energy happening like there was one dive on the outside that was there was something happening on one side of the ring on the outside and then over the shoulder on the other side of the ring you just saw fucking phoenix 
jump into the <laughs> air and you never mm-hmm. saw the move, but you just saw him do it in the background, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then the camera went over there and missed it. And then it missed another dive on the other side. Mm-hmm. It missed three things in a row. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's this these, is because it, it adds to the, the chaotic nature yeah, it's like, of matches like this. It's chaotic. It's not great to miss spots, but it mm-hmm. made it feel like they couldn't contain it. So it's mm-hmm. like it's a negative, but it's also a positive. It's like um was it last year when Kenta came in and they had that wild Falls County Anywhere tag match yeah. and you like you were just missing stuff all over the place, like it just added to it. Yeah, it's it's uh it feels feels real in that in that mm-hmm. sense. Like it's uh it feels rugged, but mm-hmm. it's literally because the cameras are missing their cues. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, the, the crowd was going crazy. They couldn't contain it. In the end, the match ended with uh, with some can they coexist stuff, mm-hmm. which was uh, um, Lucha Bros sort of, they were yelling at Christian or they he wanted to tag them in. And they were, anyways, there was some confusion. Christian ended up getting hit with the big rig as a result. And then later mm-hmm. on in the night, I have it later on, but we'll just talk about it now. Um, uh, Jurassic Express is going to do a promo in the back. They're interrupted by the Lucha Bros. Uh, Christian says that the Lucha Bros went into business for themselves, and that's why the match lost. So he's challenging Lucha Bros for the title for the Jurassic Express, so we're getting that next week. That'll be great. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. I uh, Yeah, cool development. That's a It's a nice way of getting to the to the next match i do not love um can they coexist matches but it wasn't overdone in this no it wasn't really till the end like you said yeah and it was it. it was a believable one it wasn't like the that terrible cody verse match mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view where it was the whole match yeah and even that match had andrade and uh, malachi black not Getting along, even like, though the they heck? do, yeah, <laughs> they like everyone could get along. Yeah, it made no sense whatsoever. Okay, and next match, again, this is another just so chaotic they could not contain it. This was LAX mm-hmm. versus 2.0 and Garcia. I'm just going to call them LAX. I don't give a fuck. They're always LAX in our hearts. Eddie charged the ring as if he was still running after CM Punk in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, he he wasted no time at he all. He just ran in that ring, still wearing still wearing his uh, baseball jersey, just mm-hmm. throwing punches at nobody. He wasn't hitting anyone. Um, mm-hmm. It was great, uh, proud and powerful. Very much like FTR, were so crisp in this match. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that they haven't held the tag titles yet. They need to very soon like expeditiously i need this to happen mm-hmm. um yeah i think they they need to be the ones to take them off the lucha bros they've tweeted cause... it they've tweeted it i think it would be a i'd love for them to go back to that feud and have them take mm-hmm. it off of them um however my where i get a little wary is i have a feeling that team extreme is coming back soon and mm-hmm. I don't want Team Extreme to come in and take the titles off of Proud and Powerful. I'd like to have I'd like them to have an extended run. Yeah. Like if they were to be the guys to take the titles off of Team Extreme, that would be really very cool. That'd be cool too. Maybe they could do something like that. 
Because Team Extreme versus the Lucha Bros would be pretty nuts. Too. I feel like we're going. <laughs> I feel like Team Extreme are going to. They're going to have one last run. Mm-hmm. This is my thing. Before we even get into this match, I've gone off on a huge tangent, but I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> it's our show. We can do whatever. Yeah, because this is news, is that they're heavily teasing this, and it's coming, and Kyle O'Reilly tweeted about how he can't wait to face Jeff Hardy and Matt mm-hmm. Hardy in AEW. Like, it, he wouldn't be tweeting that if he didn't know it was coming. Um, yeah, so... I think the Team Extreme they're gonna have they're gonna have one final run or this is how I would do it they're gonna have three to four great feuds with these teams I think they'll beat quite a few of them and then maybe lose against Private Party that'd be cool that'd be like really cool put for over Private, Private Party. Party in the end yeah that'd be awesome or beat Private Party I I'm and then lose to a team like. Uh, Proud and powerful, mm-hmm. who are also extremely influenced by the Hardys. All these teams are influenced by the Hardys. That's Everyone's what's so cool. Influenced about this. by the Hardys, yeah. It's like it's this the Sting effect of mm-hmm. uh, of all these guys wanting to face him, and I think mm-hmm. it would. I don't know that they have anything more than one final run because of Matt's health and or just mm-hmm. his limited ability. But Jeff has Jeff still has it. He's to, he's a fountain of youth in that aspect. I was gonna say it's kind of crazy because Jeff's usually the one that does the crazier jumps. Yeah, he's also like forty five years old. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just crazy how he's not walking around like Matt. He is for the amount of crazy stuff they've done in their days. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for them to have like a match with the Bucks. Maybe go over the Bucks. Have a ma- have a match with a lot of these guys, and then put over. Like, uh, private party would be the would be the one because they mm-hmm. they're so influenced by them and it has that built in story with Matt mm-hmm. being their mentor. Anyways, yeah, that'd be really good. That's what I want. Back to this match, um, two point Their shenanigans are wonderful, mm-hmm. and like they're really smart with it. Like they're really smart tacticians. They know how to just like bait Eddie Kingston into chasing mm-hmm. him in certain ways and Eddie Kingston just looked like the Tasmanian devil this whole match. Mm-hmm. Just arms flailing everywhere. Like this match, it looked like a schoolyard brawl between children. Mm-hmm. Like, like the ref could not keep them apart. Like he would separate two of them and then the other guys would be fighting off in the other mm-hmm. corner and the, the bell like the school school teachers ringing the bell. Da ding da ding da ding. Stop mm-hmm. it. You're going to the principal's office. No. <laughs> They're all it was <laughs> it was awesome. It it was like you're watching a schoolyard brawl. Eddie Kingston, like, whenever he got the chance, was just trying to rip the face off of uh Garcia. So mm-hmm. funny. There is one point where he runs in to break up a, I don't know if it was a pin attempt or a, or a submission, but he runs in and he just starts gouging at the eyes of whoever it is. And Tony Schiavone just says, there he is again. Yeah. <laughs> and the ref pulls him off and his arms just flail in the air mm-hmm. as he's getting pulled off. So funny. Um, in the end, Matt Lee steals the match with a schoolboy, which I like. I was actually, I liked it, but I was actually pretty shocked. I didn't, I didn't think I they were going to win I was shocked, but it's a story they're telling because mm-hmm. Garcia beat Kingston with the schoolboy 
um, in their match. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a story that they're they keep getting one over on these guys with these uh with these legal schoolboys. Um, also mm-hmm. always grabbing the tights, and mm-hmm. uh, which Kingston respects. So I like that about him. He's like, mm-hmm. Cause that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. That's what he says in the promo. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then they just destroy Santana in the middle of the ring. They're just destroying him. They bring out the ring bell and just gong him with it. And mm-hmm. then I knew it was coming when they were doing this. I was like, oh, here we go. I fucking know. Yeah. It. Out comes Jer- Jericho's music hits. He comes out with the bat. Uh, fucking midlife crisis daddy over here. He came out so late though. Like, why would you come out before Santana got hit with the ring bell? I think that's why. Oh, we haven't said it. That's yet, why. I think that's why Kingston. Kingston, Kingston was upset. Was upset. He's just yeah. like, like, no, these are my friends. Why'd you take so long coming out here? Mm-hmm. You had to wait for your fucking music. I'm gonna rip yeah. your wig off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope this leads to uh, proud and powerful. Uh, teaming up with Kingston. I hope so too. And also, I'm kind of in. I'm intrigued in a Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho match. That's intriguing. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to say the least. I really hope Jericho doesn't go over. If Jericho, this is one of those moments where it's like, I will love this match if only one of two outcomes happens. <laughs> um, but I like that it's a it's a battle of the spinning finisher. Which is kind of like mm-hmm. they can work something really cool with the uh, shuriken and the Judas effect. They can both hit each other, and it's a double count out. <laughs> yeah, they can have one guy duck it or block it and hit the other one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but if Jericho goes over Eddie Kingston, it's just not believable. I just don't. No. I don't buy it. I don't like it. Man, but I do want to hear Eddie Kingston promos on Chris Jericho. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Let them. Yeah. I want to hear Eddie Kingston promos on Jericho. I don't really want to hear Jericho. I, I would love for Jericho to try, and then Eddie Kingston's just like, "Nah, shut up! I'm gonna rip your wig off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some shit like that. It's just like, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. He's like, "You're someone who can work off your belly, and it comes and goes." I always have it. I was born with this belly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's fun stuff to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So then. Moving on, we've got MJF backstage. He's uh, he he's with the Pinnacle. He's talking about the unsafe working conditions in AEW, saying saying that Sting's a liability. Um, he's a he's an indie jobber. When like a who even trained him? Because that's funny because he came yeah. in with no training mm-hmm. um, into wrestling, which is great with uh, with the Ultimate Warrior as the the Dingo Warriors. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. were terrible. Like he mm-hmm. came in they, terrible. He could not work. Yeah, they're just two juiced up looking dudes. He was so much bigger <laughs> then. Yeah, he was yeah. massive. He was as big as, well, just a tiny bit smaller than Ultimate Warrior. Like he mm-hmm. was juiced. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird looking. Going back to look at Sting, like that. you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also it's, watching it's, Sting unable to work. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is it's funny. This is upsetting. He really it's kind of crazy well. how yeah, <laughs> how much he came into it because now he's considered one of the all time greats. Well, yeah, it was like fucking two years later and he's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a r- real quick learner sting was mm-hmm. there. Um, then he uh, then he pivots and he starts talking about uh, how, you know what? No, I'm I'm going for the championship. I'm going to give the fans what they want. 
I'm going for big platinum. Um, and then he talks to Wardlow, who's behind him, who will not look at him, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Wardlow, I need you to stop chasing the hug with these power bombs, man. And then he brings out Mark Sterling and he says, remember, in your contract, which you signed, I signed you to a 360 deal. And like uh, all your money goes to me. All your endorsements goes to me. Your championship matches go to me. Your championships go to me. Yeah. And that got Wardlow to pay attention then. It's whenever they start so about fucking good. And mm-hmm. then he says, Spears. And Spears goes, uh, <laughs> Mark Sterling, leaf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. This is a long term thing with the contract. They, this is the second time they brought it up, like a year later, where uh, mm-hmm. where his championship matches are MJF's and his championship belts are MJF's because he works for MJF and it's in the contract. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and if you look, Wardlow's in the rankings. He's number three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's getting. That they mentioned that on. Yeah, they mentioned that on commentary whenever he wrestles. They say it's the first time he's been in the rankings. I don't know if ever, but in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm wondering, like, I don't know that he's going for a, I mean, he could go for an AEW title shot, but maybe. Well, he, he mentioned during the promo, MJF mentioned the, um, what was the Sonic ring ladder match? Yes. the. Uh, they're going to, I guess they're doing that again sometime because that's what MJF mentioned. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say it could also be interesting, a match with Cody as well. TNT yeah. title. That'd be cool. Would be interesting as well. Maybe that's what you get if you win that ladder match. Isn't that what uh, actually Scorpio Sky got? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe. Inter- yeah, there's maybe something we don't see coming. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, an unexpected thing, because we know Cody loves Wardlow. We know Cody loves mm-hmm. MJF. Maybe that's who takes it off Cody, and then, you know, Wardlow's got the title, and MJF's like, you got to give me the title, and then uh, Wardlow powerbombs MJF like 15 times. <laughs> could be very very good stuff again mm-hmm. still love what cody's doing still love it he's uh he's divisive but just are we talking about that shirt <laughs> oh fuck incredible he wore it out to the ring yeah 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 it's it's like i saw people talking about it, i'm like ah i think that might be on purpose i think it's so terrible that that's why he did it yeah, he knows <laughs> it's just it's whether or not he's just trying to do John Cena or if he's actually building to something. I think he's building mm-hmm. to something personally, but you never know. Cause sometimes some of these Cody stories, you're just like, Oh, that didn't go where I thought that was going to yeah. go. Yeah. Sometimes I think right now he's building to something. Cause I think so. it's too, it's too obvious that he's not like, he'd have to be really stupid like, to not realize what he's, what he's doing. He put out a message that said, what I'm doing or what we're doing in AW is different than what's been done before. So I think that's a, I think that's pointedly at the, the, uh, the John Cena comparisons. <laughs> okay. So Lucha bros have word for, have words for Jurassic Express. I did this already moving on. <laughs> yeah. Next Wardlow's, Wardlow versus... uh, talk about Wardlow again. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Wardlow versus Fresh Meat. It was Delaney, which was nice. Yeah, Colin Delaney. Yeah, I was like, oh, snap, he still wrestles? <laughs> That's He's awesome. actually <laughs> appeared in um, AW. This is his second time. Yeah, because he had a little graphic one or 0-1. Oh I was like, oh. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching him like 
in WWE CW. Like that's where I first saw him like 15 years ago or however yeah, long ago that he was. He was, I think he was one of the very first local indie talents that they brought on for Dark. Mm-hmm. Like one of the very, very first ones. So he mm-hmm. came on and people knew him and he got a big pop. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh shit, it's Austin Delaney. Like mm-hmm. that was before they had started using, this was, was pre-pandemic before they started using the indie talents. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, cool. He obviously got the Wardlow treatment, um, got the power bombs, which was awesome. And the fans are cheering and fucking Sean Spears's reaction to the fans on the answer. He's looking around like, what? What? No, no, stop. What? Mm-hmm. No, stop. I love Sean Spears and Wardlow together. Like it's after the MJF split and Wardlow split. I want Sean Spears to stay with Wardlow. It's amazing. It's comedy gold. <laughs> those two guys together. It's really funny. Spears is super over for me. And I feel like he's getting over with the crowd in this role mm-hmm. where he just runs in afterwards and hits the guy with the chair and then runs yeah. off. Yeah. And has a chair gasm. And Wardlow looks like he wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, great stuff. And next we have Adam Cole being torn to pieces by his mm-hmm. two groups of best friends. Um, he, they're, they brought the NXT storyline here, which is amazing. Yeah, I liked it. I saw some people kind of complaining, but I like it because it's like, I mean, everyone knows that they fought each other in NXT, so why not oh, hint at it? I've heard this mentioned elsewhere. Uh, wrestling continuity is AEW continuity. Mm-hmm. Like what's happened yeah, yeah. elsewhere has. Yeah, it's part. Yeah, of I it. think it's just so people are so used to how WWE does it, where it's like nothing happens outside they of WWE. Just had that feud, like mm-hmm. just yeah, had yeah. it. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense not to do it. Like it would be weird to just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, Kyle O'Reilly says that he wants to talk to. Adam Cole alone. And Adam Cole's like, okay, uh, Bucks, you leave. He goes, no, Bobby too. So then Bobby has to leave. And he says that he knows that, uh, he says, I know uh, Bobby Fish has my back. I know, uh, I don't know where the Bucks lie, but I also want, I want to know where you lie. And we're going to find out in this match uh, where your loyalties lie, Adam. And I was like, oh, this is great. He says, like, I know that we had. We've had our differences. We had our feud. We fought just like two months ago mm-hmm. um, in like a best of three yeah. where we murdered each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think didn't like Adam Cole or like Kyle O'Reilly show up to Adam Cole's training facility and some shit and beat him yeah, up. Yeah, they like, did that. And then like, I know one of their last matches, they both got. Are you frozen? I think you're frozen. Hold on. I'm just going to wait a little bit for you to maybe come back. I'm just going to hit pause. Pause. Oh. Okay. So Brad's internet has gone out. So I'm going to finish up this podcast on my own, which is, uh, oh, fuck, there's a lot left but uh, we'll see how I do. Um, he will not be back today. He's on the phone with his uh, with his internet provider. He's having a lot of windstorms today. It's very cold where he is in Oklahoma. So uh, he's not going to be back. So 
Yes, this next segment, if I believe this is where we left off, was the uh, was was the Lambert and Brandy train wreck fiasco. This um, again, this is coming back to uh, maybe we're not the best people to speak on this, so I'm going to uh, speak on it briefly. Um, first of all, Adam Lambert he tore into Cody's family. I think he called people whores a couple times. He was making stripper comments. First of all, being a stripper is a fucking job. Fuck you. Don't put that on TV as a negative. I will not hear it. Um, Yeah, and then Brandy comes out doing the whole, you thought this was open mic night. People didn't like that the first time. Don't do it the second time. I was like, oh no, here we go. And it's frustrating because Brandy can talk. She's a good talker. Um, This is tone deaf. It was giving people what they didn't want. Um, They did the black belt. You're a black belt. I'm a black bitch comment. It's just... No. No thank you. Um, Nobody liked that. Um, Some people think it's funny. And then... But then you see the black community saying, like, no, actually, this this is not good. And they give the reasons why this is not good. And people should listen to that. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, Dustin came out. He got dropped by uh, Men of the Year, which is weird because Cody's in the back. And we know he's in the back because he competed on Dino, because he competed on Rampage. The whole thing was messy. Um, would that... Would that have happened if there were uh, more people giving creative input? I don't know. Um, anyways, just moving on. It wasn't good. I don't. I think the majority of people did not like it. It made me uncomfortable for multiple reasons. Yes, moving on to a match that I thought was good, but could have been actually better, and I don't know if that was because of the setting, which I already mentioned. Some of the uh, some of the shots within Daly's place felt like they didn't enhance the matches, and especially in this one, this was Thunder Rosa versus Jade. Um, Rosa came out in her... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but the female Wolverine gear. I think it's Weapon X, but I don't know. X-23? I think that's it. X-23. Um, she came out in that gear, which was cool, so it was like Wolverine versus Storm. I really like that. Um, great stuff from Jade. Like, Jade's moves are really good. The great catch into the bra- into the backbreaker. Her pump kick that just murdered Thunder Rosa was incredible. It was jaw-dropping. Um, Thunder Rosa sold that, like, she got shot out of a cannon. I loved it. The deadlift headlock was a really nice looking feat of strength that she was doing where she had her like uh, supported on her knees in the headlock position. Really loved that. Rosa's legwork was awesome on Jade and Jade really sold it well. However, a lot of this, ha- this is where a lot of this was happening on the outside. And I thought it just didn't look pleasing. It wasn't shot well. The pacing seemed a little off, and this is this is where I think um, Jade is a little green still. Like, the moves are there, but some of the pacing and some of the connective tissue between the moves aren't second nature yet. And again, that's just because she's only been doing it for, like, 
a year and a half, I think. Maybe maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But I think that stuff will come, and will come with more matches, and we need to get her on TV every week. We need to let her grow, because she is going to be a huge star in the company. Um, but her selling of the knee was very good. When she did the kick, she did the kip up, and then her her knee gave out, and she's holding her knee. That was excellent. I love that. Um, there was that deep figure four by Rosa, and you had Jade pulling herself with her with her massive strength back to the ropes and just reaching back because she's so long. I love that. That was very cool. Um, and then she she got hung up on the ropes, and she was winning. Uh, Rosa was going to win the match and Jade got hung up on the rope or no Rosa got hung up on the ropes and got just cracked in the head. But I don't know, I guess a walkie talkie by a masked person, which is kind of funny that AW always does the masked um, uh, tech person. It's kind of funny that they keep doing that. Um, but she got hit with the thing and immediately I, I assume everyone was thinking, Oh shit, Tony storm already. Here we go. Um, then Thunder Rosa gets hit by the by the jaded. Um, Rosa runs back at Jade after the match ends. She she's fighting back, but the person with the with the mask runs back in, takes off the mask, or starts beating down Rosa. Takes off the mask, takes off the uh, the hoodie, and it's Mercedes Martinez again, which is fucking great. She is just they're just beating down Thunder Rosa. Um, really nice stiff shots from both of them. Jade's holding her down while Mercedes stomps on her. Um, Mark Sterling looks very pleased, so I assume that he brought her in, which I like. Um, he's supposed to have connections in the wrestling world, so this is good. I like this. Mercedes Martinez is awesome. She's a great vet. She'll greatly help the women's division with experience with teaching them with just again more representation this is good the more the better um and then we have ruby soho running down for the save i think she had like some big metal pipe she chased them off interestingly jade went out left on the ramp with mark sterling mercedes martinez left on the floor like uh beside the ramp so they didn't leave together so maybe they're not quite together so we can get a mercedes martinez versus ruby soho match out of this we can potentially get a mercedes martinez versus jade match out of this which would be incredible and would be a phenomenal person for jade to work with and learn from i am really looking forward to that i think I think there's only good things to come from this. And I think going forward, I think now I do think Jade, this is Jade's belt to lose. Um, I don't think there's any way she's losing the match next week to Ruby Soho. I think it she has to win. And I think Soho will probably then be up there as a challenger for either of the two belts. And I think that's good. I do have some concerns over Jade being as green as she is and being with that work rate title. However, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy 
if you do not put these uh, wrestlers with little experience on TV, they're never going to grow. So you have to put them on TV so that they can grow, so that they can be the stars, which we know Jade is going to be. She's got all the moves, but it's like you don't become an expert in your field unless you put in the hours in your field, so fucking do it. All right, moving on to the next segment, which was the CM Punk promo. This was this was good. I really this was interest. This was an interesting promo. I liked it. CM Punk came out and he was his face Punk again, which is uh, cool to see. A little interesting. He he's playing happy to be there Phil a little bit in this one. Came out with a nice fresh fade, which I liked. Looked like the Joker. Um, he was immediately classy, shouting out to JR, saying that it was good to finally uh, be there with JR behind the desk. Um, congratulated him on his recovery from cancer, which was nice. Um, then he uh, he talked about the crowd and how awesome it was, it was to be there with them, how Dela's place has been a home for uh for aw how he he watched how daily's place um how daily's place was the setting for the for the Brody lee tribute and how much that meant to him and how much that meant to aw and Brody lee's family um he said he he wanted to be there he wanted to come there and experience that and he said that MJF, he's kind of, he's somebody who just he keeps talking about that twenty twenty four thing, how he's gonna start a bidding war, how he he doesn't really want to be here. He says that MJF, he's an internet tough guy. Um, he said he said he's done he's done with that guy. He's done with that little shit. So, and he said that's fine. He said that Punk and his team beat the shit out of. Uh, MJF and he's got his eyes on bigger and better things which is funny because that's the same thing MJF said uh, he thinks it's funny that MJF compared himself to Piper because Piper was lacing up his wrestling boots when MJF was lacing up his runners so he could run away from uh, from Punk in last week's match um, MJF's a waste of time he's a wa- he's an even bigger waste of Tony Khan's money he's a bigger waste of Khan money than Tim Tebow which was a nice little shot at the crowd. I like that, because we're in Jacksonville, of course. He said on the mic, in the ring, and on commentary, MJF can't touch Punk, which is a nice callback to the pipe bomb. This was, this was good, and uh, I kind of like that these guys can just sort of step away from each other to meet again later, I assume probably in a number one contender type of fashion at some point, because... If I'm not mistaken, they aren't at the top of the rankings. Neither of them are. So they got to move away and come back, which I quite like. Um, it might even be... Punk may even end up facing uh, Wardlow, and then maybe Wardlow beats Punk. Who who knows? I like this. It's cool. We do know that uh, he... Tony Khan was thinking about Wardlow versus Punk at one point because it was on that little note sheet. Let's not forget. Okay, next segment. Starks challenges Dante Martin. This is cool. Starks sends out a welcome message to 
to to JR, wel- welcoming welcoming him back to commentary to free up Taz so he can so that he can do his real duties, which is coaching Team Taz, which I loved. Um, he basically says, "Hey Dante, fuck you for costing me my for costing me my diamond ring chance. We're gonna beat your ass." And uh, he says that since Dante left Team Taz, he's been stalling, and it was a big mistake leaving them. I cannot wait for the for the Dante versus Ricky Starks match, and maybe the Dante versus Will Hobbs match, and maybe even the Dante versus uh, Hook match, which would be awesome. I think this is great. I want to see, I want to see Dante versus each one of them every week. That's what I want. I don't really want. I don't want to see Team Taz stalling because there's so many of them, and yeah, they just they just need to be on TV. They're some of the younger guys in the company, and they're exciting, and people like them. Okay, next we have Tony Schiavone talking with Brian Pillman in the middle of the ring, and it should be noticed that Brian Pillman is wearing a Venom shirt here. I don't I don't know if that's a coincidence. He did get the the black mist spit on him. Is there a symbiote reference with the fucking Black Mist, or is this just Spider-Man? And people love Spider-Man right now. Who knows? Okay, so this is just a very 80s, early 90s, uh, white bread, white meat, I don't even know what that expression is, uh, babyface promo from Pillman. He's talking about how his brother walked into the House of Black last week, got destroyed, he chased in after him, Kicked down that door trying to defend him, got his head kicked off, and then his and then his mind went blank. Um saying that Pillman he built his AW journey in Jacksonville, and he'll be damned if Black is gonna come in here and end it by luring him into a trap. The lights go out, Malachi Black appears on the stage, the lights go out. I was sure they were gonna come back up and Brody King was gonna be in the ring. But nope, they come back up and Black's just gone. It was uh, it's a little anticlimactic, but I sort of see what they're doing. He's playing games with Brian Pillman. Um, interesting stuff. Um, I would have liked a little more because we, I felt like this episode was lacking a little bit in storytelling, and I would have liked a little bit more from that from this segment personally. And next week we have Pil- Brian Pillman versus Malachi Black. So I assume, again, I'm assuming that we're going to see Brody then. I'm assuming. Maybe not. But it will be the first uh, AEW Dynamite on TBS, so that would be a good time. And Brody King has said that he's coming in January. So, and oh, also, we know that, I haven't seen it because I don't subscribe to Fightful, but we do know that a bunch of the Ring of Honor talents are now out of their contracts as of uh, 2022 at midnight. So we've got, um, what's that little man with the teeth? Danhausen, he's free. So we might see him wheeling down in his wheelchair. Um, all of Shane Taylor promotions, promotions, productions, I should get that right, but I think it's promotions are free to come. We've already seen Kaun Khan. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I apologize. But there's a lot of guys there. And I assume Brody King is also on that list. So 2022, 
potentially the year of the Ring of Honor guys. However, what Tony Khan said the other day on Twitter could very well have an effect on a lot of these people reevaluating potentially if they want to work with this company or if they want to work with Tony Khan. So it's like, do you, do you, are you comfortable working here after what he just said, after he just buried Big Swole and dismissed things that presumably, um, Shane Taylor Promotions, Jonathan Gresham, um, and countless other people would would be that would be of interest. <laughs> I'll just say that it's a uh, it's not good PR if you're looking to bring in um, these big names. Okay, so now we have the main event, and this was. I'm going to call them Undisputed Era versus the Best Friends. This was a good match. Again, a little... The camera work, chaotic, because it's lots of people in the ring. The camera... the I noticed a couple times where the wrestlers sort of pivoted their moves to try and get it in front of the fans or in front of the hard cam, which is a different position than normal. So it was a little weird. And the, the cameras were in different positions, and they were having to... I don't know, it was, it was a little funky. Anyways, some very cool stuff in this match. Um, the Undisputed Era guys looked awesome. Um, they, may, they might have actually dropped that their name is Paragon earlier in the night. I don't like that. I hope they don't do that. Um, I would just call themselves the Undisputed, personally. Just do that. Anyways, there was... I like that there's one really cool spot where Cole did a blindside super kick to Cassidy as he was on the apron. I really like that. That was fun. Trent was amazing in this match. His release suplexes were just phenomenal. Um, Red Dragon was bringing all the awesome teamwork. I love that they came out to the Red Dragon theme. I wish they would have kept it, but they switched immediately to the Adam Cole music. That's fine. I understand, but I like the Red Dragon music. It gives me uh, gives me old AFI vibes, and I like that. Um, again, this match seemed wild and uncontrollable, which I liked. A little, somewhat sloppy, but that make as I say that always makes it feel a little bit real and rugged because fights aren't clean like that. Um, uh, Cole caught a kick in the mush at one point from O'Reilly while he was standing on the apron and Cole went flying back into the, into the stage wall. Um, Cutler ran down with the bucks for, for the distraction. Cutler got laid out immediately. He walked in the ring, just got punched in the face, but then the bucks come in double super kick on best friends. Um, then this this allows Red Dragon to hit the Chasing the Dragon for the win, which was really nice. After the match, Cole's confused. He's he's standing there. He's wondering what happened. Um, the Bucks are yelling at Red Dragon, saying that they kicked Cole on purpose. Red Dragon saying that no, they didn't. Cole's like Cole's confused and he's hurt. He he doesn't want to believe the bucks that Kyle kicked him in the head and but like no matter what 
two people who he considers best friends are lying to him. So he's he's very distraught, and I like that. It's kind of it's kind of baby facing Cole in this scenario. Um, I don't know if Cole will end up being the baby face in this. I assume he won't, but you never know. It's it's cool though. So we are gonna get Young Bucks versus Red Dragon at some point. I feel like this is going to be a fairly slow burn, and then Kenny's gonna come back. Who knows? AW kind of likes to take old storylines that they've done and twist them to change them a little bit. So who knows how this is gonna this is gonna end up. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, talking about what's coming up in the future, we can look at. The next episodes, we have the next week on Dynamite. This is on TBS. We have Hangman versus Danielson with the three judges. Um, I've heard Kenny's name thrown out there as an interesting judge for this match. I agree. I've heard uh, Ricky Steamboat's name thrown out. Ricky Steamboat is my first favorite wrestler. He and um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan were my two favorite wrestlers as a kid. So I would love that. And that is a, that's a reference to the, to the match with him and Ric Flair. Maybe Terry Funk would be cool. Cause that also is a, is a reference to that. I think that would be nice. That would be cool. Maybe someone from new Japan. You never know. Um, and we also have Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho, which will be awesome. Then we have black versus Pillman again, hoping for some Brody King. Maybe not. They tend, they've been telling this House of Black story for a long time, but I think it's time. And I think on TBS, that would be their moment. Then we have Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. So next week is a loaded, loaded show. Um, we've got two titles being... Fought. We've got three title matches. So that's very exciting. And the other one is Black versus Pillman. So I am fucking all in on this i'm sure brad is as well um we will we there's also hmm, there's a rampage match that they announced as well oh yes there is eddie kingston and lax versus 2.0 this is going to be happening on rampage next week how and i'm like oh a rematch weird but it's a no holds barred fucking hardcore match which is very similar to the match that we, if, I mean, sort of. I guess we're going to see some weapons in this. It's going to be, it's going to be that brawl that we just saw. But they're gonna, they're gonna have Eddie Kingston's going to be able to stab a fucker. So this is going to be cool. Um, I cannot wait. I really hope Chris Jericho doesn't get involved, but you never know. He will probably be on commentary, so maybe he could get involved from there. We'll surely hear a bunch of "Oh yes," which, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So happy New Year, everybody. Hope that uh, you're. Yeah, hope you're doing well, and hopefully Tony Khan can issue an apology. And I will leave you with that.
Tony, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Good Christ on a bike. Um, I, that's not it, man. That's not it. That is, uh, yeah. Um, we're not going to talk a lot about it because it's not our place. It's not our lane. Um, I will just say, like, obviously we're not going to talk about 